Will already told us it was going to be a bit messy after the trade deadline. It has been, but there's signs that that's cleaning itself up. It's next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Today, we're going to look at the offensive breakdown by quarter, some positive signs, see where this one got away last night as the Lakers hammered the Jazz. The Jazz letting go of the rope a little bit too often. They did against the Warriors late in the third quarter. Tonight, we'll look at that stretch of the game and how it went wrong. We'll see some signs that continuity might be coming together, some positive things happening for the Jazz in various rotations and works and things of that nature. And then the Warriors are back in town tonight. So that's what we've got going for you here on Locked on Jazz. Tomorrow, I'll do an Ask LOJ show for you uh, on the show uh, as we touch on uh, for Friday. And then Leaf Too Lean is going to fill in Tuesday and Wednesday of All-Star break uh, next week. As I mentioned, I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz. It's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day, and thank you to the everydayers out there. Thank you to the few guys who came up to me at the arena yesterday and said, do you have stickers? And I said, I do. I got stickers. And I gave them stickers. And we had Locked on Jazz stickers. They're now circulating. So I have some, if you see me at the arena, and you're an everydayer, um, I've got some stickers in my, uh, usually inside my coat pocket. Um, we'll see. Tonight, I'm not wearing a spark coat. Um, I don't know. Just not. Uh, anyway, uh, we are free. We're available on all podcasting apps. And thank you very much. Uh, follow, subscribe. It's all free. Thumbs up really matters, so if you could do that, it'll be great. All right, so the Lakers, I mean, hammered the Jazz a little bit last night. Also, just couldn't miss. I mean, wow. Couldn't miss. Rui Hashimura became an all-star. Um, he has shown signs of that, but not six of eight from three. Um, they shot 57% from the field. They shot 42% from three last night. Um if you're going to beat the Lakers, you have to beat them in the three-point game because they're generally going to win the free-throw game almost every single time. Um, and so, when you when you that that was probably the problem for the Lakers last night. That was their um, well. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I thought that was one of their best defensive games of the year, but um, for some reason, very strangely. My um, the NBA will not let me search Lakers again like it did a minute ago. Uh, Lakers' best out offensive outing of the year was a one thirty seven point six against Char uh, against Memphis. They had a one thirty eight against sorry one thirty. Let's let's redo this. Here we go. Try this again, David. Here we go. The Lakers against New Orleans had a 138 offensive rating. Against Chicago had a 137, and last night had a 136.6 against us. So without LeBron, that was their third best offensive outing of the year. It was one of the 25 best offensive outings in the season um, last night. There, It is incredible, frankly, the amount of teams that um, 
exist now that have offensive ratings that are over like 136 in a game. You know, at first I was like, oh, this got to be one of the better offensive games of the year. But this, the, and we're allowing an average of 120 points per 100 possessions. So to allow 136, just 70 teams have had 136 or better. Just when teams click in offensively right now, it is something else. All right. But I thought there were some things from a jazz standpoint that looked a little bit better. So there were two really good offensive quarters, one in particular, the second quarter. So the first quarter, the jazz offensive rating was a 104, which, isn't great, but if you dig into it, it was really the bench that kind of like caused the problem there. It wasn't the Walker, Kessler, John Collins combination that was on the floor briefly. The Jazz understand that that's tough and that floor spacing, it's really tough because John Collins is a rolling big. You're basically playing John Collins as your rolling big, and then you're trying to play Walker, Kessler as your slicer, but no one's guarding Walker. And so he, there's already somebody standing in there. So he, his guy's already cutting off the play. And then John is in such a tough shooting slump right now. He's last 14 games. He's shooting 17% from three and last 22 games. He's shooting 24% from three that nobody's going out with him either. So you just have two non shooters on the floor. Collins is a better rolling big. And so you end up needing to have Collins roll, but he's often rolling with Walker's man standing in the middle. It's just a really tough combination for the jazz from a floor stacing standpoint. But the good news last night, and they don't play together a lot, but by definition starting, they end up playing about 10 minutes together. The starters last night were just minus one. So that lineup did not cause the Jazz the problems last night. The first stretch that caused the Jazz the problems is when they went to the bench right out of the shoot when Taylor came in and then just launched three or four shots in a row. So we had empty possessions. It was suddenly a seven-point little stretch right there. And then Chris Dunn, Jordan Clarkson, um, Lowry, Lowry circles back. John Collins played. The Jazz were actually a little bit better to close the quarter. But then, unfortunately, the opening of the second quarter, which was Lowry, John Collins, Chris Dunn, Jordan Clarkson, Taylor kind of fell apart, only to kind of then regain their momentum when when Walker and Keontae, Jordan plays the whole time, came back. Um, and so that second quarter, the Jazz offensive rating was a 158. You saw them kind of put it together there. They cut the game to one. It was pretty impressive, actually, what they did. Then the same thing kind of happened again in the in the third quarter. The starters were fine. And then that next unit that came in, which this time was Taylor with the first substitution again, and then followed by Chris Dunn and Jordan Clarkson coming into the game. That's right then is when we slipped. Um, and and then we've just completely collapsed to end the third quarter, which we'll dig into it. Our offensive rating in the fourth quarter is a 120. Um, the bench really was the issue tonight defensively. Jordan Clarkson's defensive rating was a 147. Taylor Horton Tucker's was a 156. Chris Dunn's was a 162. Um, that's super surprising. Um, but it's a good sign. Like the starters, which I think, you know, have been a little bit of an issue, were not a problem. Um, Jordan and Walker were minus one together. Jo John or excuse me, John and Walker together. John was just minus three tonight, and Walker was the one that actually struggled. He was minus 17 when he was out on the floor by himself. So a little different than what we've seen, and I just thought there were some signs of things kind of coming together a little bit. I mean, John, there is this other thing Will kind of pointed out. Like, the ball's got to go in. Like, that's part of the issue, is that, like, we've got to make some shots. Um, we're getting pretty good looks. Um, as I mentioned, you know, John Collins is being left open. He's over three from three. I get, I, I don't have any problem at all with him taking those three threes. Like 
if he's out on the floor and they're not guarding him, he's got to take him. And then he's taken three and his shot, which has just kind of eluded him for a little while, eludes him again. And he's smart enough player that he doesn't just keep bombing, which is nice. And then he kind of adapted Lowry. We just expect to make everything. He was two of seven last night. So, you know, that's one miss really. And Jordan's got it going again. Like Jordan's back home. And I think he's seven of his last 15 from three at home. Like Jordan just need is whatever reason this year. Jordan is dramatically different at home than he is on the road. But as a team, we shot the jazz shot 14 of 45 from three. And that's really where the game's lost. You've got to beat the Lakers behind the arc. They allow a lot of threes. They don't take a lot of threes. The jazz took 14 more threes than them and made the same amount. So it's, you know, the ball's got to go in Taylor. Taylor was one of six. Taylor was one of four. Some of this a little misleading because our bench unit was there. Our, you know, cleanup unit was one of four. Um, so I think, you know, we, we've got to find some rhythm. Keontae, nice to see. Like, Keontae, 13 points, five rebounds, seven assists last night. Like, that's that's a good sign. Like, Colin, 18 points last night, eight of 15 shooters just didn't get to the line. The Lakers don't foul. They don't send people to the line. Um, but if Colin, that's a really good game. If Colin can get a few free throws out of that, that that team does not um, allow for it. So there's, I thought there were some signs last night of as Will tries to get this t- team to break tonight. And then gets to try to put things back together. And then, frankly, you know, we play a a softer schedule. This is these teams are all playing really, really well right now. We're just getting started, though. We're gonna the game's lost in a quick three minute stretch of the third quarter, and it's it's very similar to when against the Warriors when the Jazz just kind of blinked. Now that the Warriors game, the Jazz were down nine. You can't afford to blink at all, and they blinked for three possessions, and the night was over. This was a little long, they, longer, and they and they got it. They blinked, and then they got it back. And then they blinked again. And um, th- those are the ones that are hurting them right now. And that's kind of the reoccurring theme that we're seeing. So we'll dig into that as we continue here on today's on the Thursday edition of Locked on Jazz. Locked on Jazz today is brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood.com uh, slash boost for your Robinhood retirement. Let me tell you a little bit about Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you also still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this. Through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in uh, their retirement accounts with a $3% match. That's right. No cap on a 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to the IRA with 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now um, for some legal information, claim of quarter one 2024 validated by Radius Global market research investing involves risk including loss limitations apply to iras and 401ks three percent match requires robinhood gold for one year from the date of the first three percent match must keep robinhood ira for five years and three percent on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions robinhood ira available to u.s customers in good standing robinhood financial llc member sipc is a registered broker dealer Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. Our national channel is Locked on Sports Today, and it is available on YouTube 24-7. So make sure you go grab that. The Look forward to having you on that. Also, if you're in Atlanta, Los Angeles, Cleveland, 
Dallas. We've got 24-7 local channels as well for you to check all that out. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Tonight, Jazz Warriors, 7 o'clock start. Not on your regular schedule. Remember, if you have those tickets, um, and it is available on SiriusXM for you, as all hometown broadcasts are. All right, let's go through where we let go of the rope last night. And it, I, I, I sometimes find these things really interesting, and I think I find them as interesting in this sense of when the team gets better one day and we're on the other side of this. It's frankly pretty impressive by the Lakers, too. Like, we're going to look at this from, like, what went wrong from a Jazz standpoint. But honestly, it's pretty impressive by the Lakers. So it's 84-84 with 5.23 left in the third. Hashimura misses a shot. Davis gets the offensive rebound, hooks it back up, and then Walker actually goaltended it. Dunn grabbed him around the waist trying to foul him prevent it. And they called defensive goaltending, and then Davis makes a free throw, and they're up three. So it's an offensive rebound. for Then... We come down and Taylor Hendricks jacks a three on the right wing too quickly, 15 seconds into the shot clock on the first or second possession pass. It, it's not how the offense is built. And that leads to a fast break dunk by Anthony Davison. Taylor probably could have gotten back better defensively, he took a step toward the ball and a ball he wasn't going to get. So then he was out of position. So then Davis got, uh, Wood got behind him and then left it behind for Davis for, for a dunk. Actually, that's, yeah, no, that's the right play. So, you know, just like that, you're, one not offensive rebound, one ill-advised three, one not great transition defense. You're down five. Boom. Clarkson scores. Anthony Davis hits a 15-footer. Like, okay, if Anthony Davis shoots 36% on jumpers, wants to take a 15-footer, you're like, okay, fine. Sexton misses a three. It's an early shot in the shot clock. They do go under. He's available. He shoots 40% from three. Like, it's fine. Davis gets the rebound, and they they bring it up quickly. And in transition, this is where the Jazz have really – had to improve their defense. Spencer Dinwiddie gets on the left wing. Taylor Hendrick tries to guard him in transition, and Spencer Dinwiddie blows by Taylor for a nice reverse dunk or a reverse layup. I mean, that's just that is a tough. That's a tough matchup. That's in transition. They got there. Jazz have to call a timeout. We're now down seven. Hendrick scores nicely on a turnaround hook shot to make it a five point game, and Anthony Davis hits a three. Like, okay, like again, Anthony Davis, thirty six percent jump shooter, not better less than that on threes. You just kind of like, okay, it was a beautiful play. It was just a great play by the Lakers. Reeves, they, Anthony Davis drove to reset. Anthony Davis reads space to the corner and hit a three. It was fabulous basketball. Hendricks hits a pull-up. We're back within six. Davis misses a jump shot because he's feeling it. And Chris Dunn takes his Reeves in the lane and floats it. And we're back within two, four. We've, like, answered the bell. They've made a bunch of plays. Davis hit a bunch of jumpers. There's 153 left. And we're back in it. And Austin Reeves just hits a brutally hard three-point shot off a of pick and roll. It's like, okay. And then... We have an offensive possession that isn't materializing. With five seconds left on the clock, Taylor Hendricks can't get rid of the ball, and he shoots a 27-foot three that doesn't go in. Bad possession. Five on the clock. Youngster just kind of panicked. Five's a lot of time. Had plenty of time to do something else or get it to someone else and just didn't get it done. So they turn around. Hashimura misses, and Anthony Davis, who's energized and just awesome at this point, flies in for an offensive rebound slam follow. Clarkson immediately almost commits an offensive foul on a pick. And then Anthony Davis gets fouled driving and we're down 11. We have a decent offensive possession. Taylor Horton Tucker misses a three. Like at some point you just got to make shots, right? Like Taylor's missed a shot. Taylor's missed a shot. Prince hits a nice little banker with seven seconds left on a pull-up jumper. We did something on that that defensively, I think we got mismatched. Um, 
and Prince hits an 11 foot banker. Like that's just a good shot. Like they're making a bunch of shots here. And then John Collins rolls the ball inbounds and Austin Reeves steals it from Jordan Clarkson. And next thing you know, you're down 16 and the night is over. I mean, just like you look through that, give them a lot of credit, right? So in the final five minutes, like two jumpers by Davis, an offensive rebound fly in from Davis, where if he's not engaged, that doesn't happen. Prince hits an 11 foot jump shot. You're probably fine with like, there's some shots in there that you're like, okay, on the other end, they get two offensive rebounds in this stretch. They get two baskets in transition in this stretch. This is how you beat people. And we have a bunch of, like, we had a decent, we have a few bad possessions. The Hendricks three wasn't a great possession. John Collins rolling the ball inbounds, not looking to see where who was where is a disaster. And next thing you know, that five-point swing, and you're down 108-92. It's, it's just like, and the, the bummer was that we absorbed the first burst. Right. So the first burst happens from 84, 84. And then we get the Jazz get it back to 96, 92 on Hendricks hits two buckets and Dunn hits a floater. And Reeves just hits a really tough three. It's like, okay, tip of the hat. Then we just have a bad offense possession that we turn it over the next time on an offensive foul. Don't even get rid of the ball. And so those are, those are the things that, and that's actually pre trade deadline was happening a little bit. Like we're just having moments in which we're just not quite making the plays that you would that we need to make. I mean, if you go back to the Warriors game, it's defensively where Sexton doesn't close out far enough and John Collins and and Jordan Clarkson miss a switch. And, um and and you know you do that you do that what the key is that they were down nine when this happened against the Warriors and you do that against Steph Curry down nine and next thing you know you're you're blown out. Like that's and so some of this is let's have a lot of respect for who we're playing because, you know, on the same level, there were some shots in there that the Jazz made that the Jazz had that they didn't make. And these guys are not missing anything. Um, but that's and, – and so, as I'm saying, as we go back and look at this in the future, when we get better, it's going to be nice because we'll be the ones making those plays um, and coming through that and getting it. And, you know, those – and so um, – that's kind of, I just kind of keep seeing that. The game, by the way, for the Warriors game, if you didn't follow, it was 191. There was about eight left. We were right in it. Like we'd really played well. Um, and then Curry hits a 25 foot three and Keontae follows. And then Curry hits another three on when, and then Keontae turns it over. So there it is again. We just don't get a shot. Then we do get a nice stop. Taylor gets an open three, missed it. Decent possession actually. But then, they run a pick and roll. We miss the switch. Jackson Davis lays it up and in. It's 103-93, 98-93. It's over. So again, that one's a much shorter compact and had a much less time available for us to get away with it because we were down nine. But that's the same exact concept. Like it's an open three that we missed. You can't make them all. It's a turnover that we don't get a shot off on. And it's and it's just some defensive breakdowns. And good night. Good night now. Um, so those are tough. Um, and I don't know if the right phrase is letting go of the rope or that's just where talent is overwhelming. Um, I, I don't know exactly um, how you want to phrase it or what you want to say about it, but I think that's the truth of the matter is that that's the difference right now. We're playing really like we played really well for a good deal of this game and then let go. We're, we're just like that. It was gone by 14. The good moments are actually the sign that there's some continuity coming 
and things might be turning a little bit um, in the right direction uh, for the Jazz. So that that's the positive little note there for you. The Warriors are back. What can the Jazz do better than they did last game against the Warriors? We'll touch on that as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. Today's, oh, I hit the wrong button. We'll still do that as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hungry Root. Hungry Root's super interesting. You can go to HungryRoot.com slash locked on and get 40% off your first delivery and get free veggies for life. Okay, so Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries. Simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. You take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, kitchen appliances, and then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So they'll recommend res- uh, recipes, groceries based on your personal, but each order is fully customizable. So you take your suggestions, choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat, seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, ready to eat meals, and more. It's got to taste good. It's got to be quick to make. It's got to contain whole trusted ingredients. That's the hungry root mantra. Got to taste good. Got to be quick. Got to contain whole trusted ingredients. Save hours of planning, shipping, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers food you'll love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Jazz listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so we know he sent you and you get 40% off your first delivery and free veggies. Jazz and the Warriors tonight. Game is on 7 o'clock on Jazz Plus. Speaking of Jazz Plus... Boris Dio, yes! Shoot your shot with Will Artie with Boris Dio. That series is so much fun. If you haven't caught it all on Jazz Plus, it's just terrific. Um, And Boris Dio is just the best dude on the planet. Love Boris. Didn't realize he was in town. Need to go skiing with him. So I will be reaching out uh, to see Boris. Um, Also, Holly Rowe has the Front Row podcast over there that has a bunch of really, really great things um nba last night i mean we're kind of keeping an eye on the nba standings we're slipping a little bit obviously and the warriors and lakers have have plugged in but some interesting ones last night dallas just kind of keeps rolling they blasted the spurs 116 to 93 sacramento got a really nice win in denver's denver's kind of limping to the finish line here um probably exhaustion phoenix got the scrimmage against detroit so that was good for them um so as we look at the standings now pelicans Still holding to home court in sixth, a game ahead of the Mavericks. That's going to be quite a run. Mavericks won six in a row. Sacramento is at eighth with the Lakers at nine and the Warriors at 10. So if the season ended right now, Dallas would play Sacramento in the first play-in and the Lakers and Warriors would play in the second play-in. And then Sacramento, can you imagine this? Sacramento loses and the Warriors win. And then we're back to the Kings Warriors, but this time instead of a seven-game series, we'd have a one-game ser- game in Sacramento to be the team that plays the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota's got the number one seed. I would not be that excited if I was the Timberwolves staring at this thing like, oh, my three most likely opponents in the first round are Sacramento, LA, or the Warriors. Sacramento, Lakers, or Warriors. Like that would not be firing me up a great deal. If I'm Oklahoma City, I think I could take the Mavericks. And then the other matchups right now would be Clippers-Pelicans, which I think the Clippers would be all right. They That was an impressive fourth quarter last night by the Clippers. And then Nuggets-Phoenix would be a wild one. Um, all right, so last night, 
the Warriors kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter, but they didn't really fall apart in the fourth quarter. Kind of to the conversation we've been having all day, the Clippers showed some incredible depth. So Kawhi Leonard did not play last night, and Paul George fouled out with about three and a half minutes left. And Amir Coffey and Norman Powell hit monster shots late. And uh, if you're the Warriors, I think you just have to kind of say to yourself, like, I mean, Norman Powell is really, really good, but um, it, it's a 115-113 game with 322 left. Harden finds Powell in the left corner. He busts a three. They go up by three. Steph takes, it's just kind of a tough shot. Coffee gets fouled, makes two free throws when Wiggins fouls him on the rebound. Really bad foul by Wiggins. He just kind of ran into him. Then Draymond Green has an offensive foul and a moving pick. And Norman Powell busts another three-pointer, a 27-footer, make it 121-115. Curry scores on a wild, crazy hook shot for his 36 point. He had seven threes again last night. First player ever in NBA history to have four straight games with seven threes. And then the ja- the Lake, uh, the Warriors need to stop, and Amir Coffey hits a three, 124-117. Good night, night's over. I mean, really, at that point. So credit to Golden State, to a little bit of the conversation I don't know if the Warriors would say they let go of the rope, but they did let a few possessions get away. And the other guys are really good. Tip your hat. Like Gordy Cheese, I always used to say that. Don't forget the other guys are good. Um, and and the Warriors, Warriors wouldn't get and fell in that one. And that, that one's got to be a little disheartening for the Warriors. It's the second time they've lost a massive lead against, against the Los Angeles Clippers. I think they lost a 22-point lead last time. So um, this time they were down 12 in the fourth quarter, came back to win it. And... Uh, Norman Powell, kind of, who you just wouldn't ex- expect, um, you know, hammered it and was pretty impressive. Um, all right. So tonight for the Jazz, there's a few things that are really interesting about the Warriors. One is they just don't allow any shots at the rim. And last time they didn't guard Walker and John at all. And so you just drove to the basket right into a guy. And the Warriors allow considerably fewer shots at the rim than anyone else. I'm, I'm curious to talk to them. Steve Kerr's back on to try to figure out how and why they're able to do this. But the warrior, the league average is 33% of all shots are in a game are taken at the rim. Um, and the warriors allow 26%. Just well, and they do it without really anyone, you know, of any size, 25.6. They, they actually impressively, like it's not like they suddenly give up a ton of corner threes. They're right on league average and they give up some above the break threes, but not a, not a tremendous amount. Like they give up about one and a half percentage points more than the league average. So they're, it's really impressive. They have by far the best location effective field goal percentage defense in the NBA. In other words, teams take the least quality shots against the Warriors as anyone. So that's a really big challenge for us tonight to be able to kind of stay engaged, make the right plays and, and, you know, Understand what the Warriors. The other thing the Warriors did is they switched everything one through five, and every time that happens, we we begin to struggle playing when switching defense, avoiding going, getting into isolation, playing one on one. It's the instinct. If they're switching, you got a matchup. You go hunt the next matchup. You go play one on one. Somehow you got to be able to keep the ball movement going and avoid isolation play in those setups, and that's that's an awfully hard thing to do um, in, in a game. Uh, against the Warriors, where they're very physical and they're able to switch and all their guys are similar sized. So I think that, you know, keep an eye on that. Those are the two things that the Jazz really have to do offensively. And then defensively, the thing that's interesting about the Warriors is they're last in the NBA in transition. They're only playing 14.2% of their possessions in transition. And then they're not actually even particularly good at it when they are in transition. 
So obviously they get in the half court and they run around and they do their Steph Curry things and they become incredibly difficult to guard. And I haven't heard and didn't check X this morning to see if anybody announced that they were or were not playing last tonight, to be honest with you. So I hope I'm not uh, missing anything. They are on a back end of a back-to-back. They are at the end of a trip. They are playing, like, I think they've played seven of their last nine on the road with none of those games being back-to-back home games. Um, so that is a... Um, uh, tough. The last word was the Warriors' plan for their veterans to make the late night trip to Utah and all play tomorrow on a rescheduled back to back per Steve Kerr. So, um, that does seem, um, as though they are all playing. We'll see, um, what happens. Um, so, uh, I think, you know, obviously everything is gravity around Steph. And if you're watching the game tonight on, on Jazz Plus or on KJS TV, just watch how Steph bends everything. I still think he's incredibly underrated. Um, I saw Ringer has him as the fifth best player in the NBA. It's hard to argue he's better than that, but frankly, he still might be. And, and I think he's top 10 player of all time. Like, he's just revolutionized the game. Um, first player ever to hit seven threes in a row. Um, they had a note that he has 80-plus games with eight threes, and, like, Dame Lillard's next with, like, 24. Eight threes is 24 points. Like, it's a crazy number. So, um, you know, that's the obvious one to watch. Uh, tonight. All right, we'll see if the Jazz can get it back on track and see if they can get rolling. Jazz, Warriors, tonight, 7 o'clock. Make sure you remember if you have tickets for that one, it is the makeup game. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Jazz. I'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll do Ask LOJ, so feel free to submit them to me on email at DLock09 or to send them to me on X at DLock09. DLock09 on Gmail at, at, on uh, if you want to, or D-Lock on that. Thanks very much. We now send you the first ever 24-7 national sports channel, Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. It's also available, Locked On Sports Today on Amazon, Fire TV.